Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Zock, and this is Unlocking Mindset. Wow. I'm really excited to bring you this episode of Unlocking Mindset featuring Dara Lamb. Dara is the country's foremost custom clothier for women. She works with the nation's most accomplished female leaders, helping them give purpose and function to their wardrobe. Dara started her business over 30 years ago when wearing the right outfit changed her life. Here she is, Dara Lamb. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. I am thrilled to be here. I am. I've been really excited about having this conversation with you. Would you please start by introducing yourself to the listeners? Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, well, my name is Dara Lamb, and I am uh, known as the country's foremost custom clothier for women. I started my business over 30 years ago when wearing the right outfit changed my life. And once I realized the power clothing had to positive change and transformation, I made it my mission to help other women achieve the same transformation in their lives by making them fine quality, hand-tailored custom wardrobes um, with the kind of long-lasting value that they could use to to amplify their leadership, uh, to create influence and affinity in the situations that they knew they'd be facing, and to enhance their personal brand. And today, I work with some of the country's most accomplished female leaders, uh, and as well as women at all levels who, who aspire to lead and to contribute. Uh, and of course, uh, their contribution is more important than ever before. Uh, today. How does your work play into women's mindsets? Well, thank you for asking me that question. Um, Actually, when uh, this transformation happened in my life, uh, I realized that even though I bought uh, an outfit to impress everyone else, the biggest impact it had was on me. And this was something at the time I knew was happening, but I didn't really know the science behind it. And today, uh, I present often on something that I call strategic dressing because I teach the science behind image and influence and how it not only can influence those around you, but it has a profound influence on, on you as well. This is an area in behavioral science that is today called embodied cognition. And what it says is essentially that our, our, our brain is putting our sensibility together based on all kinds of our history, our, uh, it, our, the people that are around us, the information that is coming in, but it also actually relies on all of our senses. And one of the senses is, of course, touch and what we feel in terms of the clothing that we put on our bodies and specifically what that clothing actually represents. So uh, a number of studies have been done on this using street clothes versus formal clothes, using, uh, you know, uh, T-shirts versus other things. And one of the most interesting studies was a study that was done using a doctor's uh, lab coat. 
And this study was done to try and figure out whether uh, wearing something that uh, that was that was well known among a populist and and represented uh, certain qualities, whether that would have actually any impact on the wearer. And as it turned out, it had a stunning impact. And when people knew they were wearing a doctor's lab coat, they performed something like 50% better in tests based on cognition. So it increased their performance and their exactitude by 50%. Wow. The, the interesting thing was, um, there were two other experiments done around this, uh, had people just have the, had the doctor's coat sitting nearby and they wrote about it, they talked about it, they, they, um, they actually had to write essays, I think for 20 minutes about what it represented, but they didn't put it on and they were given other tests of cognition and they um, fared negligibly better, but not enough to really make a difference. Now, the first experiment when they had it on, remember their tests of cognition went up 50%. Uh, then, and I, and I think most interestingly, they were, they had subjects put on the lab coat, but they were told it was a painter's smock. Now, my first career was an artist, so, uh, you can imagine how I might feel about the results of this experiment, which was that <laughs> there was absolutely no improvement at all. <laughs> um, and here it was, it was the same article of clothing, same article of clothing. So it's not just the clothing. Number one, it says, okay, the clothing has to be on our body. That's one. It can't just be sitting around. Our jacket can't be just hanging on the back of our, our, our office door. We actually have to be wearing it. Um, but also the, the meaning with which we ascribe to that article of clothing is very important. So for women, this can be very challenging because most clothing today is still designed based on an, kind of an ancient archetype of a woman. It's not based on the modern woman who is going to business, who is becoming a leader in her field, who aspires, as I said, to make a contribution on some level. It's designed primarily to um, attract a mate. And that is what most fashion is based around. And if you look at the marketing of most fashion, it's about, um, you know, shall I say it? I mean, uh, sex sells, right? It always, it always does. But it's, it's, it's about that, even if, they're, even if they're showing something appropriate for business, like a suit, you'll usually see it sort of in a sexy pose because they're, they don't present it in a way that speaks of power and authority because that's an archetype of a that's still very frightening, that is still very unusual, that is not what we normally expect of women and the roles they're going to play in society. So what happens when a woman even buys an appropriate garment for her professional life, but what she are images of it as you know, a sexually alluring suit, the power suit, and she's got, you know, the stiletto in the man's chest. Mm. Um, so her feeling about that is very confused, right? Right. Her, now, we just, we just had the example of the doctor's lab coat. 
So uh -huh. the meaning with which you ascribe to this, and women have, have also a difficult time themselves saying, I am buying this garment to present myself as an authority. It's kind of, you know, we, you, you talk about it in coaching a lot. How are you going to show up? Are you going to show up as an authority in your field? Are you going to show up as a leader in your field? As you, are you going to show up as a trusted advisor in your field? Okay. Are you buying your clothing to message that? Because when you buy it to message that, it's not just those around you who is messaging. It's the, you go, you may have a meeting with somebody. If you're lucky, that's an hour long. But mm -hmm. mostly, you're wearing it 12 hours a day. Important person mm -hmm. you can message with your clothing is you. Yes. And it will, it will message you. What, it, mm -hmm. what has been proven is it will message you. So now, the only question is, who are you going to let control the messaging? Are you going to control it? Or are you going allow yourself, are you going to allow yourself to be controlled by someone else? And you know, generally, uh, you know, the fashion industry is wonderful, incredibly talented people in it, but their goals are very different than the typical woman's goals. Their goals for us, their goals for women are very different. Um, and if you see the way that men are portrayed in professional clothing, clothing that's appropriate for a professional setting, they're usually looking straight at the camera. You know, the power is coming right off the page. And very rarely will you see a, a woman in that same type of pose where it's straight on, okay, I got this. You know, that's a usual pose for us to see um, in, in, in fashion advertising. Sometimes we see it in other places, and I know our viewers can't see this, but. Um, I'll, I'll show you an example of one. And even in this picture, um, I know the viewers can't see it. It's a picture of a woman in a jacket and she's set against a background of, uh, of a cityscape and she's got her hands folded across her chest and she looks sort of powerful, except for one thing. Do you notice it, Jennifer? Her eyes are looking off screen up to somewhere. I don't know where, but she's not looking at us. She's right. not looking at I noticed the lack of smile. Yeah. Lack of smile. I mean, I think that, that yes, that could be off-putting or not. But the main thing is when we look at leaders, we wanna, we wanna, when, when we want to follow someone or if you want to get somebody to follow you, they need to trust you. They need right. to trust that if, you're gonna, if they're going to take you through hell, that you have some plan, whether you do or not, to get them through to the other side, right? <laughs> or, you know, I often say leadership is like getting on a train. It's saying, I get on my train. I'm going somewhere. We are going to go to wherever that is. And um, you need to see somebody's eyes, like straight on. Right, and, we, and those are the windows to the soul. So it makes right. sense that that would be part of building mm -hmm. trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and the same goes for the clothing. If the clothing is direct and uh, you, you uh, in, our in our conversation just beforehand, you talked about um, wearing a shouldered garment in, um, 
in uh, keynote speaking uh, mm -hmm. and how effective that can be. Um, it's direct. It is. It gives the eye a place to go. It it gives us angles. It's straight. It's uh, authoritative because it's it's been the clothing of authority figures for many 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 years. And um, you know we were talking before when you when you have a symbol of something, um, it's 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 hard to let that go. It's deeply embedded in our in our psyches of what to expect from leadership. What do you think is the first shift in mindset that women need to make in terms of presenting their power and being comfortable with it? Well, um, you know, to give you a commercial, I think they, it's really great for them to work with a coach. <laughs> in mindset. I, I, I really do believe that because when I work with people who have worked with a coach, um, one of the things that they've done is they've done some deep work and some of them can do it on their own, you know, reading books and things like that, but they need to do the work of saying, okay, here is where I am and here is where I want to go. And what will it take to get me there? In other words, in, from, from my perspective, when I do a wardrobe plan with someone, I ask them to sit down and say, okay, where do you want to be in two years or three years or four years? Where are you going? And I think now in leadership, everybody talks about, we used to have a five-year plan and now it's like a two-year plan or a one-year plan because things are moving so quickly. But Ultimately, if you want to be an authority in your field, or even if you want to have the opportunity to, to, to move into a different field, um, there's some plan there. Now, when you have a goal, you know that you're going to have to do certain things to get there. Um, once you know what some of those things are, if you actually write them down and say, okay, where do I have to be? What kind of people do I have to influence? Am I going to be in the United States? Am I going to be in Europe? Am I going to be in Asia? Am I going to be, you know, where is this taking me? Like, you know, you're going to be doing a keynote spe speech in October in front of a certain type of audience somewhere. So when you actually write down those situations and you think, okay, how do I want to show up at that situation? What is my messaging? Who am I? Am I the authority? Sometimes you're not the authority. Sometimes you're what I call, you're, you're a support person. You're the good soldier who is following the lead of the CEO. Uh, are you a trusted advisor? Um, are you a teacher? Is that where you're coming in? So when you, when you put all that together, you come out with a, uh, a sort of a purpose or a function to your wardrobe of what is, what are all these factors that you want to answer? And that's how you buy the outfit. You don't buy it based on, you know, certainly color, beautiful fabric, cut, fit, everything has to ultimately go into it. But primarily it's what do I want my messaging to be with this outfit? And if you buy centered around that purchase, um, then what happens, it becomes, it becomes much more effective for you. And it also has 
ends up having the type of influence that you want. But more importantly, it actually works as sort of a lever, you know, a, a lever to, to get you from place to place. Um, it, it keeps you on track. If you buy it with a goal, and this is what happened in my own life, I, I bought that outfit that transformed me with a very specific goal. And every time I put it on there, on, it reminded me of that goal. Uh, and, and so it kept me, it kept me focused on what I was trying to achieve and, and, and clothing has the power to do that. And would you share with us what the goal was? Oh, okay. Well, you know, this started, I was, I was, I was quite young. I had left art school to become an engineer and, um, I was working in a tech company, uh, that was selling real estate, selling technology for energy management to the real estate industry, which is a very flashy industry. And I wanted to become a partner in the firm. I knew the firm was going to go public. I wanted to become a partner. I wanted to, uh, you know, um, uh, share in that. And in order to do that, I had to prove myself uh, by bringing in revenue. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I said, I was very young. I didn't have an engineering degree. I had taken a lot of engineering courses um, and I was working 24 seven and trying to remake myself. And, um, and one day as I was presenting, as I was rehearsing for a big presentation, I had this out of body experience where I envisioned myself presenting. I don't know if you've probably had it. If you're doing keynotes, you sort of see yourself yeah. on the stage. I saw my presenting in front of this very um, heady crowd, and I was wearing an outfit that I didn't have in my closet. I was wearing a particular type of suit. It was a navy blue silk dupioni suit. And um, I don't know actually if I was down to that fabric, but that's what it ended up being. But it was a dark suit with a white shirt and it was very crisp and very sharp and very expensive looking. So it was something that made me look experienced and accomplished and confident. And that was like the takeaway. And, um, and then I had to find it and it took me a year. It took me more than a year to find this. So my, 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 the, the, the business was born of both the frustration and also this kind of creative uh, uh, vision that I had. Um, and once I got the suit, it, it changed me like almost immediately. I mean, literally almost immediately. It was, it was very strange. I mean, I, I, I put it on and within days I got a phone call, which I normally would have passed on to someone else. And, you know, with this suit on, I thought, no, I can do this. I can do this. And I went down and uh, within three months I had sold the largest contract of the year. And, you know, one success begets another and more confidence. And it, uh, it really changed, changed my life. Um, and I'm not saying that the outfit alone can do it. Mm -hmm. What I find most often with women is they do a lot of the stuff that I was doing. In other words, They've got their heads down. They're working, working, working. They're taking on their, those projects. People are telling them, oh, raise your hand. They're raising their hand. 
I was raising my hand. I took on some of the most complicated projects we were working on so that I would get noticed, so I would get experience. Women are doing this. They're generally not investing in their wardrobe. Many of them are not investing in a wardrobe that really embodies what they're doing in their professional development. And it's, I, I'm not sure why. Um, one client said to me the other day, she said, women are so mixed up, they still think they're spending money on clothes that they have to wear to work. They're not spending, they're investing. They have to wrap their mind around that it's an investment. It is not spending money. So, you know, women have a lot of different ideas around shopping. Like, you know, in my, in my world, which uh, encompasses a lot of custom tailors, many, many men have custom tailors visit their office. But women are very reluctant to allow custom tailors in because they always feel like somebody's going to say, oh, she's shopping again. She can't even, you know, she can't help herself. She's shopping again. And um, so they have a lot of guilt around it. And I see this play out oftentimes when I'll have a, a husband and wife or a, um, a, a client and she brings her partner in. Um, where, it's, particularly if the, if the partner is male, this happens. And it's not, you know, it has nothing to do with anything except for the way men think of this clothing and women think about business clothing. And to a situation when there's a man in the room and if she's just debating about one suit or the other, you know, he'll say, honey, get them both, use them. You need them. So he's approaching it totally different. She's weighing it back and forth. Oh, should I spend? Oh, I feel guilty. Maybe I can. He's like, what are you talking about? You need these things. You've got to show up every day as the authority in the room. You need this, you know? And when you look at what women will spend on, I use the example of their, their education. Uh-huh. They, would, they would not think of getting their education on the cheap. You know, they wouldn't think about that. They wouldn't think of, well, you know, I have this opportunity to go to Harvard, but let me see if I can get it on sale. You know, but this is what they do with how they present every day. So what clothing tends to do is it tends to reveal the confusion about really being able to step into the role and owning one's own power. So when someone is not able to invest in themselves, um, and unless, you know, unless buying on sale is sort of like a badge of honor, which a lot of women feel it is, or it's a sport, but many of us don't have time for that. Um, you know, if you're, if the thing you're saying to yourself when you put on your clothing is, well, I'm not really worth full price. What kind of a message is that when you start your day? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's total so, mindset. Total mindset. You know, so if you go in there with an outfit that says, now my first outfit was, I had to get a credit card to get that outfit. It was a month's salary. And um, that was, when I put that on, one of the messagings that I, I, I didn't tell this to myself, but I'm sure was there was, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I'm gonna yeah. make sure that I'm worth it. This is an investment in my future. 
you know, what, one, of the, one of the luxuries I have as a custom clothier is that um, most clothing situations that, pe that women are buying for is the, the very best salespeople, sales associates um, in, in any retail environment are dressing them essentially for who they are today. They're dressing them with something that was designed by someone who didn't know them, never met them, and it was, uh, you know, designed or, or merchandised six months before it ever got onto the floor. And they're lucky if something was in their size and is available when they needed it. I am dressing people for who they're going to be. In other words, I'm meeting, I'm meeting them on the road to their journey. I'm not dressing them for today. I'm dressing them for tomorrow. I'm dressing them for their future. And when you decide, I mean, it, it, it really is like that old saying, dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. And it's yeah. so interesting how neurologically <laughs> those anecdotal uh, sayings are being pro proven out. Because when you make a declaration to the world, it's like, traditional brainwashing, when you make a declaration to the world, your behavior then starts to come into accommodation with that de declaration. It's, it's too hard for us. We're not built to be in conflict with what we have declared to the world. So we start modifying our behavior, uh, you know, subconsciously to align ourselves with what we've declared. And when a woman becomes ready to make that declaration, can you walk us through, and she wants to work with you, would you walk us through that process? How, oh, sure. does, that, how does it work? Well, the first thing we do is I get to know her. So she, she, um, she'll either come in or we'll work remotely for uh, some, some period of time, you know, just asking like with, with clients especially who are coming in from out of town uh to make their visit efficient i'll i'll ask them some questions for them to think about about you know where they are today where they're going what the need for their clothing is how much travel are they going to be doing are they going to be doing things on video which used to be a now it's assumed um uh who their audiences are and what their goals are and this information um challenges them uh if they haven't been working with a coach um that this will challenge them to really take a self-assessment and um then i you know the the assumption is that they'll then look in their closet and either see which outfits are in alignment with their goals and where the holes are or i'll ask them to tell me okay you know you have all of these things that are coming up. Where, where do you think your biggest gaps are? And let's address those first, because not everybody's going to come in and do their complete wardrobe. Usually they start, some people start with one outfit. Some people will start with four outfits. You know, everybody has a different budget. And also it's, it's not just the budget of their funds. It's, it's also what they're mentally prepared for. Sometimes if they're making a leap in rear, putting on the clothing of that new embodiment is is also challenging so sometimes they need to get accustomed to it a little bit at a time so 
so we talk about them. Uh, I meet them. I see their, you know, that the coloring, the shape, everything, of course, goes into it. Uh, that goes saying. But the most important part is really understanding uh, where they're going in their career. So and and who their audience is, and I can dress them for that. And then what we do is we we say, okay, we have how many how many outfits in terms of what your goals are professionally how many different looks do you need if you can categorize it by um uh the types of looks i mean in one case that i just did recently and i told you i worked with a client only remote uh we put her wardrobe sort of into silos of uh an outfit she needed that needed to be fairly accessible uh, and uh, and friendly for smaller working environments in academia where she was working with maybe you know two to ten people at a time in working meetings. That's one type of an outfit. Then she needed something where she'd be presenting keynotes or presenting uh, ideas uh, and theories in on at, at global conferences. Now that's a very different type of outfit. Where she's coming in as truly the authority. Um, then she has other situations where she's presenting, in her case, to trustees or to, or she's, you know, um, as they say, she's she's brought out and and shown to fundraiser, you know, at fundraising events. Um, so that's a different kind of. Uh, outfit that she would need. So, you know, as you go through, you say, okay, what are the functions that I have to meet? What are the very different types of environments that I know I have to address myself in? And then you purchase for that, whether that's, whether that's if, it's, if you have a limited budget, maybe it's the most impactful outfit that you need to have. Uh, because, my, you know, my clothing, as I said, is an investment. So if it's a first if it's a first outfit, you probably deal with either, if you have a very, very high stakes situation coming up, like, like a keynote, like a, uh, um, sometimes it's even an award, or sometimes it's a promotion and you know you're gonna be going in front of the board, you make the investment there. Uh, some people say, you know, what I really need is I need to put my money where I can wear something every day that I know is gonna be right. And then it, it might be two outfits, but they may be pretty much foundation outfits, like a, a black suit and a gray suit, for example, would be something that if you have multiple pieces of it, uh, and we do four-piece suits in some cases where we do jacket, dress, pants, and skirt, uh, or any combination thereof. And if you have, let's just say, for example, if you have one in black and you have one in gray, well, now you can mix the pieces all together and you can have separate looks and you can combine them in different ways. So we, we also work that way to sort of merchandise one's closet so they have a lot of different um, possibilities with very few pieces. Um, so that's, that's sort of work both mostly cons consultatively initially Mm -hmm. And then once we get that all set, we translate that into what are the styles and fabrics going to be. And that, that has to do with, you know, people, things that people are clean, 
fabrics that they like, that appeal, but still meet the requirements. So then you have a lot of, you have a lot of freedom of uh, style and fabrics because we have so many different styles and so many different fabrics available, but you still ultimately want them to answer the functionality. Right, right. So it's sort of that follows, idea of form follows function. How can people get in touch with you? Oh, thank you. Um, my website is www.daralam.com. D-A-R-A-L-A-M-B.com. And uh, there's a contact form right there. And you can look at a lot of pretty pictures. Uh, and then <laughs> get in touch. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Dara. This has really been valuable information. All right. Well, thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure to speak with you. And, uh, and um, a real honor. Thank you so much. Okay, you heard it here. The most important person you can message with your clothing is you. Connect with Dara at daralam.com. If you're ready to begin the deep work of identifying where you want to go with your career from here, connect with me at jennifer-zock.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Jennifer Zock, and this is Unlocking Mindset.